Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 47 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. Kentucky's Everyday Heroes, Book 5 by Steve Flaherty, and our guest today on the Think Humanities podcast, uh, Steve and I uh, go way back uh, many years uh, with the first publication of Everyday Heroes, and I don't know, at that time, Steve, uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you very much, Bill. Thank it's good to have you, thank you for uh, having me today. Uh, across the table uh, at the microphone uh-huh. once again. I don't know if you thought when you were doing uh, book one uh, that you'd, A, were you ever going to get that one done, and, and B, would there ever be a book two, and here you are, book five. Yeah, yeah, 37 stories in that uh, first book, and I, I kind of I wrote it like this would be the Kentucky's Everyday Heroes book, uh, but uh, the stories kept coming. Uh, you know, uh, people learned that I did this book, and... Uh, uh, they started coming. Uh, people got the idea of the type of stories, and uh, you know, some people nominated themselves as a Kentucky Everyday Hero. Mm-hmm. Humility is a part of, uh, of of the stories that I write, so uh, and so you had to move some of those stories on and so forth. But um, this is a a state with soul, Bill, and and I think. Uh, there are enough people uh, in this state like like that, um, people who lift up others in their community by their by their actions, just being themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be angry, but they turn that anger into good things uh, to serve others, and uh, they overcome extreme obstacles and 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 thrive and and help other people, and. That's the kind of state that we have. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, there's a lot of negativity you hear out mm-hmm. there, and sometimes we Kentuckians eat our own, mm-hmm. and we need to we stay away from that because we have a lot to feel good about. Yeah, uh, that's it, a good message. State. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it really is. And I, well, for people who, who don't know you, let's mm-hmm. do a reintroduction um, and talk about your Kentucky roots and your school teaching and what you're doing now before we jump into uh, Volume 5. Bill, uh, uh, people ask me how I got into uh, writing about Kentuckians and this inspirational writing about people in our state. And I think it actually started when I was a child when my dad uh, and mom, and my dad was pretty much instrumental in, in taking my brother and I across the state. And just one-day trips sometimes turned into two-day trips, but we often would uh, stay overnight in my family's 64 Ford Fairlane station wagon. <laughs> and uh, Dad had uh, uh, had worked around the state earlier in life and had made a lot of contact. He worked on a road construction company and gotten to know a lot of people. And we'd take these one-day trips, and he would look up those people at various times. Mr. Sizemore down in Beattyville, those kind of people, knock on their door and, and that kind of thing. And, and I grew up in, uh, in northern Kentucky, and... Uh, Couple small towns, uh, Grant Slick, and then Claryville in uh, um, Campbell County, mm-hmm. and uh, there were good people around there. Uh, this this skinny little insecure kid. Uh, a lot of people gave me encouragement, including my high school uh, uh, writing teacher, English teacher, who uh, would make red marks all over my 
compositions, but I'd get a a B or B plus, and he'd say, "Steve, you have a flair for writing." That's the <laughs> earliest puns I guess <laughs> on, on my my name there. Yeah, and um, and I, I as a child I used to to read those uh, those biographies uh, of Kentucky people, Daniel mm-hmm. Boone and Henry Clay and 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 Abe Lincoln, and I taught fourth grade. For many years and uh, was able to, to teach this Kentucky life thing that meant so much and got into teaching uh, and then uh, um, another little thing came along called writing and I got a little bug for that and and so after 28 years I I, um, I sort of left the building I didn't really mm-hmm. let leave being a teacher and, and, and started writing wrote the, the the Tim Farmer bio well-known guy in Kentucky mm-hmm. it did very well People came to me uh, continually, though, at book signings and asked me about my next book, and they always suggested somebody. And um, it was not a famous person, but it was somebody in their community that just inspired them. And um, they told me about them. And I got these stories over and over and over. And I kind of put them off to the side for a while, but soon I came to the realization these are stories that need to be told because they left other people up in this state. We ought to be proud of them. So in, in 2008, this series, Kentucky's Everyday Heroes, started. And uh, very, very happy to, to, to say now that I uh, have pro- profiled about 117 people starting in 2008 uh, to my latest here in, in came out in June, the, the fifth volume. And um, Bill, you had me on uh, on uh, on TV on one one a couple times. Uh, I was a little nervous and scared to death, but it helped get that word out there, and it gave me encouragement, and I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, how do you define an everyday hero? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's it's Kentucky. It's got to be a Kentuckian. I just write about Kentuckians, Bill. Uh, someone. Uh, for the purposes of the book, who uh, gives them, who, who has overcome extreme personal challenges, uh, and and thrived, uh, um, and thrived in the way of helping other people, their neighbors, and and, and so forth, and uh, or or just somebody who has just absurdly been sacrificial, uh, uh, presented themselves a, a living sacrifice. I think the Bible calls it that. Uh, that is so uh, clear to others that it makes other people better. So that might be a little, that, that calls for some arbitrariness in my decisions uh, for this. I try to be as, uh, as diverse as I can in all ways, uh, you know, in race and geographically. I've, I've been down in Walland Creek to see Mike Howard, uh, Mountain Santa. I've, I've been several times to uh, Wycliffe down in Ballard County with the uh, Sandy Hart and her daughter down there did some wonderful work down there with the um, Kentucky Patriot Museum down there, uh, Northern Kentucky, Southern Kentucky. Uh, I don't like phone interviews. Uh, I don't like email interviews that much. I like to I like to sit down with people, and so most of the time I'm in their home. So I put a lot of mileage, probably over 15,000 miles. I was figuring the other day. Uh, through this series, just driving around Kentucky, and um, well, they're very, amazing, very gratifying. amazing group of uh, of characters and and of people, and and uh, we'll let you give a uh, a brief uh, sketch of 
of as many as we can get in. And okay. um, you have always been, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, trying to, to be as uh, uh, variety as possible, yes. uh, youth, the minority. Um, uh, and, and you do start out with some youngsters. Um, so tell us about uh, Yeah, in, in, the, in the, the, the fifth volume here, uh, let me talk about Andrew Dunn and Jessica Collins. Andrew Dunn is a high schooler in, uh, in Louisville who, uh, with the encouragement of his, of his uh, mother and father, uh, at a very early age, teaching about servanthood, started a, uh, a Random Acts of, of Kindness program and has gotten, I guess, hundreds and hundreds of young people involved in go- doing good things. And he, he's smart about it. He, they, they do fundraising for groups that are already doing things uh, in, in, in Louisville. And um, this kid, uh, Andrew, the smiling kid, Andrew, who everybody loves and respects, uh, shows that giving to other people, doing for others, is downright fun, <laughs> and so uh, he's just a it's just his story is just a, a pleasure. And uh, 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 over in Shelbyville, Jessica Collins, uh, who's now a, um, a student at Western Kentucky University, started out when she was ten years old uh, with to start an organization uh, that would help young children who don't have a bed to sleep in. She saw that movie, uh, Bill, The Blind Side, yeah. where the gentleman in there, uh, it was a very poignant moment, mm-hmm. and, and did not, um, he didn't have a bed to sleep in. She was touched by that. She had a mother and grandmother who were uh, very in tune with being servant-oriented, put a little structure on that, and uh, today a place to sleep is a very thriving, small organization in Shelbyville that has uh, given out um, over 1,500 beds. Uh, Jessica says that to give this bed away, it has to be one I would have to sleep in. Mm-hmm. So because she is so authentic and her, and, and her parents and, and her grandmother and so forth, um, organizations, um, um, businesses help out in a way. And she's down in got a full schedule uh going to be a nurse down at western kentucky but still runs this thing mm-hmm. she would like to see it expanded but she would like to see it expanded in sort of little um satellite things she would she hopes this inspiration will have other people do that in in other communities around kentucky tell me about uh irma gall and uh, peggy yeah. Kimmer. kimmer a story for the ages hmm. irma gall uh peggy kemner uh Peggy was from Indiana, or uh, no, Irma was from Indiana, Peggy was from Pennsylvania, did missionary work down in Leslie County, down in, back in the 50s. They met. Uh, Peggy um, delivered babies. Irma was a school teacher, one-room school teacher. They met, they decided that they would uh, go to this area of Knox County, southeastern Kentucky, uh, called Stinking Creek, written about earlier uh, by John Fetterman, one of the poorest of the poorest areas in, in Kentucky. I'll give you this, the uh, the uh, short version of it. They came there. Uh, Peggy delivered babies. Uh, Irma taught school. They acquired over the years about 500 acres there. They uh, they built buildings. 
uh, they they uh, raise food and and taught others to raise uh, food uh, down there. Uh, educated uh, educated people. They came there as outsiders. They were these do gooders that you couldn't trust mm. because of their heart and really reaching out and showing that they really cared. Um, Irma said at some point they they began to ask, "What county are you from?" <laughs> In Kentucky, and and they meant that meant that in a in a in a, uh, a way of acceptance and so forth, and so they established what what became um, the Linda Hand Center, uh, and they had they had uh, uh, volunteers from college come in, teach Bible school lessons, uh, teach 4-H lessons, uh, mentored many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, young people uh, with difficulties did a lot of education as far as uh, childbearing and so forth. Uh, that lasted over 50 years. Mm. Um, Amazing. Ir- Irma has, in her 90s, has gone back to Indiana where she grew up now at this point. Uh, Peggy died on Valentine's Day of this year, two, 2019. An incredible uh, story of perseverance, uh, resourcefulness. Mm intelligence and just plain old-fashioned love Kentucky history is um, is replete with a number of uh, mostly women uh, who have been and mostly in Appalachia uh, working uh, in the mountains uh, uh, we, we could name uh, several of those uh, some of course you, Alice you, Lloyd you didn't get a chance to interview uh, no, I don't no. think or, or even know but but their stories uh, still live, and, and strong. This strong is another women. one, uh, another with these two women and what they did. They became Kentucky Kentuckyized, I yeah. guess you might yeah. say, because they're from out of the state, yeah. and they were accepted by Kentuckians because their their hearts were authentic. Yeah. Well, tell me a, a couple of other stories, and I, I don't want to choose, although there's some that that I may ask you to elaborate on. But yeah, but let me, another. Let me do it. Let me just a real simple, yeah. but powerful one. Dale Hatton over in Winchester, Kentucky. You know. A lot of people, me, me included, sometimes waste some time on Facebook. He uses his time on, on, on Facebook as a bit of a clearinghouse to meet people's needs in, uh, in Winchester. And uh, you'll find out that somebody, somebody's had, having some financial difficulty and maybe needs some t- something in the kitchen, refrigerator, or whatever like that. Uh, and somebody is between jobs and needs certain shoes for the new job that they need or whatever. He, he is just an amazing uh, person that, that everybody respects in Winchester, Kentucky. Um, David Lane, also from, from Winchester, was headed the wrong, wrong direction uh, in his teen years, went, went into the Army and had a drinking problem. Um, he... Uh, he had a sort of an epiphany, of a spiritual epiphany, and uh, uh, he's now uh, got a thriving uh, uh, ministry down in Guatemala with some of the poorest of the of the poor down there. Uh, first time, Bill, that I've ever had a full-fledged organization that I wanted to recognize, and that's uh, the uh, in this book, the Kentucky United Methodist uh, Children's Home. Uh, had been around since about 1871. In Frankfurt, correct? 
Uh, it's actually in Owensboro and Nicholasville. Oh, and I'm wrong on both. Yeah, right. yeah. I thought yes. there was something. There is something else in. It used to in, be more of an orphans' home, yeah. uh, okay. kind of a thing, and mm-hmm. now they're more reach out into the homes mm. and and and, uh, and, and uh, provide uh, all kinds of helps to, to families. It's a it's a great organization, and um, Leanne Stevens was judged down was judged down in um, Perry County. Uh, there's a neat personal story. She had to overcome some things too, but there were so many people that came before her, her in court, young people that she felt like were headed in the wrong direction. And she started a summer camp down there, got all kinds of mentors to come in, which, uh, she's done for the last, uh, 10 years or so. Uh, Tammy Spicer, uh, up in Falmouth, Kentucky, Bill, um, saw that the that the, the local educational summer feed program that they have that that is really pretty important to a lot of a lot of kids some some kids just eat good during school and when school's out they don't that wasn't working really well and so she took that on uh, privately and has gained many many volunteers and that's become a very important uh, summer nourishment program for Four children in Falmouth, Kentucky, in, in Butler, Kentucky. Um, Corbin Seavers is an African-American gentleman down in Louisville who um, grew up uh, playing chess. Very good. His dad taught him that at a young age. Um, and he has started clubs with... Uh, uh, with competition in chess in the west end of Louisville uh, and talks about uh, how young lives have, have have improved and been challenged by chess in, in the inner city and uh, uh, a guy that works hard and has a real vision and uh, Corbin Seavers uh, uh, is the kind of, of uh, of person that, that that we need in this state, uh, as far as leadership for for those in in, in urban areas. And Steve, a lot of the uh, profiles that you do, the capability for leadership, uh, the sensibility for it, um, mm-hmm. the direction that that some might already be established in, really is uh, is evident in these stories. I mean, yeah, they 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 uh, yeah. There are a lot of people who see needs. There are few people who really do something about that and are willing to take the resistance to that. And the plain old hard work, to, and, and Corbin has stuck with, with that. Finance is always an issue and so forth uh, to get that program going. And uh, uh, But he believes in it. And I, I, I'm a believer in Corbin Sievers and what he's doing in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I'm from a teaching background, and I appreciate uh, Mike and Wilma Wilson from uh, the Bardstown area who, who uh, are, were music teachers many, many years. They're retired music teachers. But all through those years, they were, they were uh, uh, working with uh, the theater around um, Bardstown, put on, helped put on productions, were participants in that. And... Uh, it's almost like they had concurrent uh, careers going on, for, and and uh, they're in their uh, late seventies now, um, and in, into the eighties, and they're and they're still doing work. So much of my hero 
that I look for is longevity over time. Uh, you know, that person who gets somebody out of a, of a burning house, that's great. We need those heroes. But I'm talking about those people who year after year have just uh, just just kept kept going in, in something they believe and, and they felt passionate about to the betterment of others here in Kentucky. You um, you write with um, with with love and some poignancy. The the very last profile, uh, Mike Flaherty, um, being always there. Mike Michael was your brother. Mike uh, Michael and I grew up a year and a half younger than me. He was. Uh, we had nothing much in common. Um, I was always out. Uh, I was always out thinking about something I'd write down or. Uh, Imagine, imagine something, and my brother was playing with tractors and things, and uh, uh, he uh, he became a truck driver, a very successful truck driver. Uh, but though we didn't have anything in common, and I, I, I left five or six things in there where he bailed me out over and over, and I really I I dedicated my book uh, to Mike to Mike because. I know there's a lot of people out there that can connect with being close to a sibling because they love you and because they stick with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my heart aches every day without him. And uh, I would call him and talk to him about things that I knew he didn't know anything about mm-hmm. because I respected his opinion and his wisdom. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, this is a story that I hope connects to a whole lot of other people out there and uh, some of those, those great um, uh, elements in my brother's character uh, are, are also prevalent in, in, in the other heroes in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides uh, doing this book and, and the others and, and really mm-hmm. being a, a writer uh, as your vocation, that's yeah. what you do. You're yeah. a writer. Yeah. Hello, yeah. I'm Steve Flaherty. I'm a writer. Yeah. Uh, you, you you write for Kentucky Forward, which is the online mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. Uh, uh, across the state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell us about, you, you do a column for them. I do a column for KentuckyForward.com uh, and also it, it's sort of together with Northern Kentucky Tribune. Uh, done by Judy Klaibs, uh and, and uh, Gene Klaibs. Mm-hmm. Uh that gives me, in my column called Kentucky by Heart, uh, the freedom to write about a slice of life in Kentucky. Not necessarily heroes. Uh, I usually don't write about bad stuff. I'd, I'd be the first to admit we got a lot of bad stuff in Kentucky, too. But yeah. I, I, again, write about these positive things. And uh, I also uh, I do a lot of book reviews for Kentucky Monthly Magazine, do occasional features mm-hmm. there and so forth. And uh, I do a lot of speaking also. And what do you think I speak about? Well, <laughs> Kentucky's everyday heroes. And um, would love to, uh, to um, go into any community in, in Kentucky. And, and I can pick particular stories from hmm. my series of, of a local color and to speak about. Yeah. It keeps me pretty busy these days, Bill. Good. Yeah. And that's a yeah. good thing. Yes. Um, I would imagine uh, among... Um, Many, many people um, that know Kentucky, that have been in Kentucky all their life, uh, that uh, continue to travel the state. Um, uh, we just mentioned uh, a Fancy Farm going down to far west mm-hmm. Kentucky and, and then the Appalachia area. Just, just uh, th- this is a wonderful state. 
you might be uh, one of the foremost experts on just just Kentucky, knowing Kentucky's people. And I think uh, you mentioned earlier in our conversation that oftentimes we are our worst enemy. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, just telling, uh, j- just having another conversation with, uh, it was an entirely different one. Uh, it was about voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, uh, Professor Joshua Douglas at the University of Kentucky Law School. But he's optimistic about uh, at, at this time in our life with everything swirling around politics and so much negative uh, on all sides of, of an issue, uh, Douglas is uh, pretty comfortable that we have a system that works and he's optimistic about the uh, tomorrow. Um, are you that way about Kentucky? I, I'm so glad to hear that. I, I really am. Yes, if we can keep shining light on, on, on these people and praising these kind of people that I've been fortunate enough to run into, if we can uh, build on these positives. Uh, and, you know, uh, one thing I, w- I want to say, if you look throughout my books, I, I, never, I never ask anybody what political party they are, but I know for a fact that I've got liberal people in my books. I've got very conservative people. I've got moderate. I've got ones who don't want to be around politics at all. And uh, they just do good things and and unselfish things. And if we can uh, uh, not lose sight of of, uh, what we have to be proud of, this this, this soul that we have here, and portray that, yes, I am. I am. Uh, I am optimistic. Are we still producing? Is Kentucky still producing plenty of everyday heroes? <laughs> I, I'm. You know, if I put down everyday every everyday hero in my book, I mean, I would have uh, volumes and volumes and volumes. I wouldn't have enough uh, life in me to put those. Yes, we 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 definitely are. Uh, I can't get away from it. People remind me that every day, and. Uh, so uh, uh, limited by time and resources uh, to write about all of them, but uh, uh, yeah, this is a this we have soul in this state. Uh, we have some problems too, but we have a, a deep uh, uh, soul here that needs to be encouraged. Steve Flaherty, thanks for being here on uh, Think Humanities podcast. Thank you, Bill. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 47 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.